You are right up my street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota. Sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13. I remember we couldn't remember the word for table. This is your Welcome America Presents Chasing the Saturdays, episode three. In our ongoing mission to translate British pop culture for America, we're celebrating the 10 year anniversary of the E! reality show that follows British <laughs> Irish girl group, the Saturdays, as they try to crack America. I know I wrote that line, but I laugh at it every time. Yeah, I like that you wrote that, but you, you're still... <laughs> uh, from a new build home of bricks, a reference to Free Willy and multiple Birkin bags. I am Ben. I am Fraser. Fraser Light Razor. And this is Chasing the Saturdays. Took my heart <laughs> from the start. It me so hard in the wind. Okay, hashtag sats on the beach. <sighs> now I'm gonna give them too much credit here because I thought, is it is it like a pun on sat on the beach? Isn't it sex on the beach? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we're really struggling with these. <laughs> we're giving them. We're, we're overanalyzing too early, and we're we're not looking looking at the most obvious answers for these uh, ones. Right, well, we crash into something, don't we? Yeah, we're, they're, they're, this is continuing to do this very artistic thing of coming in in the middle of a scene and not giving us any setup. And they're basically talking about how they're going to take... Frankie says that they're going to take uh, Molly for a night out. And she says, who wants to come out? <laughs> Rochelle goes, oh, not me. She says, oh, not for me. Not for me. And Una goes, oh, no. Because <laughs> Molly's the only single one, isn't she? Oh god, this episode. Of course, of course Vanessa's up for it. Of yeah. course she is. And I love how they're all like, "So, Molly, we're going to take you out. So make an effort." Yeah. When has yeah. Molly ever not looked yeah. like she made Get an effort? Get dressed and put some effort in. And she's like, "I'm not going to go out like this." I was like, "You could." And yeah. you'd be the most stunning person in the whole club. <laughs> no, like, it's the, ridiculous. The only time we've seen her dressed down is in the Saturdays 24/7 where she had that horse fly injury. Yeah, she had a broken hop, leg. Hop along, Mar Molly. Yeah. She could still have gone out in that outfit and still been Studying. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get some classic Molly interview here where she kind of talks about how she doesn't go out that often, but she says, you know, I know how to go clubbing. <laughs> I've got the moves like Jagger. Ooh. And I was like, oh, Molly. Oh. You know she loves that song. <laughs> <laughs> she's, I wonder if she's done it at karaoke. <laughs> Little glass of, glass of vino in hand. For sure. I know how to go clubbing. She's a clubber. But she loves a club. And they all they all laugh, and I said, "Bless these young ladies." <laughs> <laughs> now, what was on their plates? Could you see? No, I because I've switched from I've switched from watching it on Apple TV because I did have to pay two ninety nine for the last episode, and now oh, I'm watching no. on Vimeo, and I can't get any of the. I am missing some of the rich details that I was getting on Apple TV. I think it's Thai food. Do you think? Because I was like, no way have they cooked for each other. No. Like production will pay for a meal, so they've got takeout. Well, we know that, but some they put of them, them on plates. Cook. But some of them, could, well, which which who can cook? Una making her apple, apple pie. pie. Yeah, <laughs> Molly can do her Tex Mex. Get those four dips from Sainsbury's. It's Thai food that they've plated up. 
I can't believe we watched a show where Molly took Tex-Mex dips out of a Sainsbury's bag. <laughs> Tex-Mex. <laughs> and Doritos. Oh my God. I was considering like suggesting, but it's more admin for us, uh, us changing our You're Welcome American noises at the beginning in the <laughs> intro. And I was definitely going to suggest Tex-Mex. Yeah, I think we do for a refresh. Refresh. <laughs> okay. Well, where are we going to go now? Well, wait a minute. The scene ends with Rochelle riding Vanessa. <laughs> oh yes, of course. I didn't make any notes about that because I was... I have to be honest with you, this episode really tried my nerves. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was really annoyed for a lot of this episode. This, this, is, this has been the hardest one so far. It is. Yeah, this episode definitely, the e-exec uh, post-it notes were, of storylines was shuffled around heavily. Opening credits and then... Hit me so hard out of nowhere. They're in the recording studio. Yeah. <laughs> and that... <laughs> They're recording with Carl Ryden. Uh, Una tells us he's worked with people like David Getter, and it's quite an exciting day. Quite an exciting day. So obviously, I'm sure we both looked him up. And did you see this one particular song, which really is for us? This is really rude of me, but I looked at his website of like, particularly he references his most recent work. I mean, he's got lots of stuff on there, but I've written here, meh, resume. Well, there's one song that's going to really take that mare and stick it right back in your mouth. Okay, give me a clue. Give me a clue. Or play play a guessing game. Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> female artist. Yes. Girl group? Yes. Little Mix. No. I'm worried. I'm Fifth worried. Harmony. No, no, no. I'm worried about how far down the list this song is oh. in terms of what where you're going in your head. PCD? No. Um... I'm going to give you, I'll give you a really big clue. Okay. It was used as a lip sync song on the last season of Drag Race UK. Uh, and we screamed at each other's face for about two weeks solid. <laughs> All I remember about that season was, oh, Alicia Dixon. Oh, uh, uh, Mystique. Nope. Wait, that no. was the season before. Oh, crap. That's the only one I really remember. You ready for me to sing it? Oh, no, I need one more clue. 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 It's, it's, it's a, a, a duo. Mel and Kim, respectable. No. No. (laughs) Okay, just tell me. Carl Ryden wasn't responsible for Mel and Kim, respectable. Booty love. Yeah, yeah. So So good. good. Yeah, he was. He's responsible for writing and producing uh, some kind of rush. Okay, well, Carl's up there for me now. (laughs) I thought that would get you back. Okay. Now, I've noticed in this scene, Rochelle, she's she's really... No, that's a horrible... I was going to say a horrible phrase, dolled up for the recording studio. (laughs) But you notice, okay, she's got the headphones on, Mm. her hand up to her ear... How big is that engagement ring? <laughs> yeah. It's pretty... Massive. It's pretty, it's pretty decent. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoyed that. Did you notice that they're definitely... They're playing the, the studio... They're playing like the mix of the song and not the live vocals for yeah. the scene, which is which made me laugh. I was like, Molly, I don't I don't think so. No, but I think that's the execs. Yeah. <laughs> they're like trying to give these gals as much sheen as possible. Yeah, so Molly's recording her vocals. And at this point, Rochelle's sitting in the corner with... The, uh, the, you know, the sixth Saturday, which is her clunky MacBook, <laughs> the sixth member of the group. She announces that she's tweeting and YouTubing. <laughs> Don't know what that means. T- tweet deck. Do you yeah. remember that? Like, yeah, she's definitely on tweet, tweet deck and she's YouTubing. 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 Yeah. <laughs> C-H-E-W. I've written here that, so there's Carl Ryden, producer, but there's another man in the studio and I've just described them both as white men with glasses and limp hair. Yeah. But remember... 
Carl's still responsible for some kind of rush. <laughs> Feels like some kind of rush. <laughs> Speaking of white men with glasses and limp hair, let's talk about Molly's feathery vocals. Because <laughs> she then's like, Hit me so hard, out of nowhere. Got me, got me Do you remember that? that solo segment she had at the Saturday's concert that we saw. No. So, you know, in Disco Love, there's the line where she says, where it goes, and the DJ's playing, hit me baby one more time. And it was like, time, 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 time. And then everyone like stepped aside and went, dun, dun, dun. And Molly came out and did like, stepped forward and did a, a segment of baby one more time. You remember that? Oh, yes. <laughs> That's our girl. Oh, that was fun. <laughs> Came back to me, actually, as I was uh, watching. I watched a few videos today because I was so angry when this finished. I watched some uh, not giving up live performances. We'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> I've, got, I've got some things to say. I wonder how much our tickets were for that Saturday's concert 10 years ago. Eight, year, te- eight years ago. For like 15 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> In sharp contrast to the Madonna tickets that I just bought. <laughs> yes. Hundreds of dollars. Here we get, I think, the only mm. real moment in this episode. Okay. What is it? So Molly, it cuts to an interview and Molly starts talking about how, you know, she's the only single one. Because basically Rochelle tries to talk about setting her up with with Bruno Mars, which I just was so annoyed about that I misspelled everything in that sentence. I said Rochelle wants to seat Millie up with Bono Mars, which I think translates to wants to set Molly up with Bruno Mars. And then so it then cuts to her saying, oh, you know, everyone's trying to hook me up with someone. But the truth is, you know, I've just broken up with someone. And I was like, oh, we're just going to talk around it. And she's like, no, no, no. She's like, I just broke up with David Gandhi. He's a ma- he's a fashion model. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, they've the E execs are gonna like, we need every bit yeah. of stardust I like, sprinkled on this. I think they I think she truly did gave them like a coy answer to start with, and some someone took her aside and they were like, say his name. But yeah, but did you notice that lots of it's cut it's lots of cut together sound bites? Right. So you think she's just said the word David and Gandhi? Yeah, it's very <laughs> it's very well. Well, I broke up recently with model David Gandhi. <laughs> It's very that. <laughs> and then she starts crying in the interview um, because she's talking about how she recently went to a party and saw him with his new girlfriend, which they had a photo of him and his new girlfriend. That's, that's a little harsh, E. Now, let's just look at where is David Gandhi now? What's he up to? Because I feel like he's he's fallen off the radar. Yeah. He's 42. Uh, his parents are Brenda and Chris Gandhi. <laughs> Siblings, Claire. Claire Gandhi. <laughs> You right, you're going over to Claire. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's got one million followers on Instagram. Great. Because he could he could have like 42,000. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Founder and creative director of David Gandhi Wellwear. What is that? Oh, it must be like wellness clothing. It's clothes you wear down a well. Yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> when you're wishing at a well. Yeah, or just pumping water from a well. You want to wear your David Gandhi Wellwear. He's doing a lot of... Oh, wait, is, one, is he won a GQ award? That can't be recent. It is recent. Very proud to have won, wait a minute, the style icon at the GQ Awards for GQ Portugal. <laughs> I once met him at the Glamour Woman of the Year Awards when I used to chaperone at those awards. Oh. I had to chaperone him and another model. And he was, it was, oh, do you remember the, the model that was, the one that was seeing Jennifer Aniston around that kind of time? No. Paul, Paul something? Paul Sculfer, do you remember him? Mm. Him, and, him and David Gandhi were around at the same kind of time. I don't really remember yeah. him, no. Well. More fool you. Do you think David Gandhi also, obviously, a beautiful man, has always looked sort of 42? Yeah. Like, he's always been ruggedly handsome in an an older man way. So after that, then we get a pretty funny kind of follow-up where they make it look like 
Molly singing the lyrics of not giving up to talking about not giving up on love. And it's kind of funny because I know that's what the lyrics, they basically, she's talking in the interview and they cut and then suddenly it cuts to her being like, no, not giving up on love. As if it's trying to be like the button on the scene, like Molly's not giving up on love. Okay. It's like, I know those are the lyrics of the song, but it's not really the tone of that song. Mm. (laughs) I don't know where. (laughs) Right. What have you called this next scene? There's only one thing to call it. <laughs> so, I've said meanwhile back at Skype Manor. <laughs> Skype HQ, <laughs> Skype Towers. We're Skyping Marv with cereal and wearing a play suit. Yes. Now I have some thoughts about this, about Marv's Skype setup. So in the previous episode, he had a pretty good, like, quality Skype call, but it there was still something a little sketchy about it. This one was crystal clear. The most crystal clear Skype call I've ever seen. I, for some reason, I believe he was in his, like, management office. Oh, he's definitely... Or, like, the label office or something. He's at the JLS or... JL- I feel like JLS? He's, he's, like, a... There's an Ethernet cable into that laptop, you know? Like, 100%. That's not Wi-Fi. That's Ethernet plugged in 2015 or whatever this is. Would you mind... Remember the other week he said he was driving home from work? Yeah. That's... He's at work right now. Yeah, completely. He's at, at the JLS HQ. <laughs> So I'm sorry, are we just going to go over the fact that she has a bowl of cereal and she's wearing a play suit? <laughs> no, I was ready to go, ready to get into that okay, deep Okay, okay, oh, So okay. what kind of cereal do we think she's bought? Because well, it's American cereal. Can you see in the background on the counter, there's a box of Wheaties. Oh, Wheaties. Oh, so she bought them with her? Yeah. Oh, Wheaties. And then I've just, my second bullet here is, oh, I'd love what a bowl of Shreddies. What are Wheaties? Wheatabix. Mm, no, I think Wheaties are... There's Wheatos and Wheatabix. Aren't Wheaties like, remember Raisin Bran? Those kind of little cagey shells, and then inside there was a, a raisin. I think. Imagine that. You're oh, so you're talking. Wait you're talking a raisin wheat. Oh yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Wait a minute. Let me look at wheaties. Or wheaties maybe sounds just shreddish to me. Wheaties. <laughs> maybe wheaties are just um, shreddies. I, I love shreddies. Loved, I, no shredded wheat. Oh no, yeah. wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> I think yeah. I think wheaties are mini shredded wheats. No, they look like cornflakes. <laughs> What are you talking about? Wheaties look like bran flakes. <laughs> I thought you were getting, conf- I was getting confused with Wheatos, which were the circle ones. Oh, they just look like bran flakes. Oh, that's American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought, oh, hold on. Remember what? she's, what? I thought you were saying that she'd bought some UK cereal with her. Oh, no, you know, no, no, she'd no. bought the Ribena. I thought you were saying she'd bought some, you know, raisin wheats with her. No, Wheaties are American. Yeah. Yeah. She's oh, got, okay. She's got Wheaties. Okay. How good are Shreddies though? Love shreddies. I do also that raisin one you were describing. I loved them. A raisin, mm. a raisin wheat. I didn't like. I didn't think you liked a raisin. Oh, I love raisins. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because I love. That. Oh, I love, I love raisins. I love because it would get all the milk and then it would be kind of like a little sweet little surprise inside each little thing. <laughs> I used to like a frosted wheat as well. I remember the ones that had the frosting on top. Oh, that milk would get seriously sugary. Do you know what's bananas now is if you just have regular cereal, mm. like the non the non frosted one. Yeah. how sweet it is. Yeah. Like a bowl of cornflakes, you're like, oh my god. I know, I I have the saddest oatmeal I have. It's literally called Bear, because it has nothing on it and it tastes like shit. Mm. Anyway, (laughs) I like like that she says to Marv, what have you been up to? (laughs) So that she has to reintroduce Marv here to the audience, like, he's in JLS, it's a boy band, we've been married. There's a shot of them on honeymoon. Mm. It's the classic honeymoon for them, staying in those kind of those huts you know those Maldives. huts Maldives yeah. huts with those piers that go out yeah. to them the one where Kim Kardashian lost her earring yeah very then 
then Courtney said, people are dying in the world, Kim. Yeah. Was it an earring, a ring, a diamond? It was an something. earring. Diamond okay. earring. <laughs> Um, and then they, she talks about, uh, he says he's got a surprise for her and he says, they've got the house. He says, it's wicked, right? <laughs> <laughs> she, she clearly already knew. Yeah, of course. So then... We get a flash of it. We get a flash of the house and they've described it as their dream house. Fucking hell. I said it looks ghastly. <laughs> it is a bricky, bricky new build. No, because I, I looked this up the other week when we saw the tease yeah. of them getting the house. This is not their current house. No, their, their current house is really nice. Their current house is beautiful. Yeah. It's It's massive and it's in the countryside it's near rod stewart yeah so this bricky bricky new build she like she genuinely has good taste from my you know how i love looking at rochelle's life on instagram Mm -hmm. she has really good taste she has really nice stuff in her house that's good yeah she's got nice stuff in her house she does it's very she's she's very tasteful but not in that kind of there's still some personality in her house it's not like a complete you know one of those ones with the exact same taps and everything anyway here's here's my (laughs) note as uh, as the e-exec Remove shots of the house. <laughs> You're like, not glamorous enough, not no. rich enough. Get yeah. rid of them. So yeah, he, he gives her the moving date and it's in six weeks time. And she's like, I'm still in LA. And then there's some bullshit about him talking about having a golf range in the house. This was really annoying. Mm. I, I was really, my blood was boiling at this point. And we really only go down from here. But I was just like, oh, we're not going to spend the whole episode talking about this, are we? I'm going to put, I'm going to put a pinball machine in the house. <laughs> oh, so right. annoying. Tell you what isn't annoying. My name for this next scene. Drinkies al fresco with the girlies. <laughs> Pretty fun, right? Oh, that's good. Yeah, we, we get a great a great weird like mix of Up. The song Up by the Saturdays takes us to uh, lunch at Cuvée. Now, did you look up Cuvée? It's the one place I didn't look up in this episode. Okay, so Cuvée, still open. Oh, wow. It's in Century City. Oh. It's in that, I know, it's on Ava... Avenue of the Stars. Oh. You know that weird part of Century City with all those skyscrapers? Yeah. And it's just agents, like agents' offices. Yeah, and like Lindsay Lohan used to live there in the early 2000s. I always remember yeah. she lived in a, big, in a big tower block in Century City. But it's a very... Clearly, they've just been for a meeting with their agents. Maybe. But anyway, what are they drinking? <sighs> I, I looked up their menu and I couldn't iced find tea? this. I thought it was like a wine spritz. Oh, okay. I, I thought it looked. I thought they looked like iced tea, but they were like because it had big lemon slices in it. Oh, maybe I felt it like is. maybe they got like an iced tea lemonade. Oh, it's a bit pink, so it must yeah. be a, okay. Fine. So this scene, Molly, oh God, Frankie, I'm so, Vanessa, I'm so mad. And if you wanna, if you don't like the girls not being together, get used to these two. There's two different combos of gals in this episode, and this trio we're really gonna have to scrape by with <laughs> Frankie, <laughs> Vanessa, and Molly. This this trio. So basically, <sighs> they're sitting there, and Frankie and Vanessa say, "Oh, look, Molly, we want you to get out there and go on a date." Now, I want to talk about a separate thing, a separate issue I have here. I'm really worried about Vanessa's hair on this trip. <laughs> I said it's. I said it's been fraught so far for this whole trip. I feel like she had some expensive extensions put in back in Essex, and I'm not sure that they've lasted the flight and the first like week or so of being in LA. I'm a little bit worried. There's just you know. I feel like at the time, extensions technology is, is getting better. Yeah. Still better than it was in the last show we watched. But there's just some... Do you think the air quality of living in downtown LA has affected <laughs> them? I think there's a lot of weather weather systems and, and atmospheric pressure that's, that's messing with her hair. And I'm just, I'm really concerned about it. AC, heat, pollution. Yeah, it's got that real... The swimming pool. It's got the real vibe of 
can only be f- photographed from the front. Mm-hmm. It's like, don't go around the back because there's too much. <laughs> you can see all the pulleys and the ropes. So I just wanted to talk about that. Well, I wanted to bring nothing up... Nothing else to fucking talk about in this stupid fucking scene. Well, I want to talk about Frankie's stacked bangles, which I noticed. <laughs> and also, there are three gals sitting at the table. What's in the fourth chair? Did you see it? Oh, I didn't see. It is a tan-colored Birkin bag. That's got to be Molly's, right? It's Molly's. Yeah, of course it is. I think the Birkin bag is this season's Alexander McQueen skull scarf. They've upgraded. They've got a little more cash. (laughs) They've all bought a Birkin. (laughs) So at this point, I got really annoyed on behalf of Molly because Frankie and Vanessa are just being... I know that they're being told to do this for the show, but so patronizing. It's just like, oh... (laughs) Their whole demeanor in this episode, in this scene, really grated on me as a long-time single person. I, I, I was just like, oh, fuck off. Like, you don't need your, your stupid friends that are in relationships and can't remember what it's like being single. Being so insensitive and kind of just like, oh, I'm a guy, be a guy. They're not being insensitive. They're more just being annoying. It, so the two of them seem to think that they've created the phrase of, you're not looking for Mr. Right. You're looking for Mr. Right now. And then they, they really go for it. I was just... Um, I wish I could have like a blood boilometer to show my rage during this episode. I was getting really angry. And then at this point it peaked because two more, more people that have been paid from the petty cash envelope by Peter Lorraine off screen, two guys come and sit down, Matt and Andrew, Matt and Andrew. And, uh, and Vanessa and Frankie are like, oh, oh, look, look at the, how about the, how about the, uh, excuse me, <laughs> uh, excuse me over there. Continuing the trend of Vanessa screaming at strangers, screaming at paid extras. Uh, Molly's mortified and then they introduce themselves Matt and Andrew I just wrote this is terrible yeah um, wh- what else happened Molly talks about her salad oh she's got a salad that's got onions and t- tomatoes slash tomatoes um, she lists what she wants in a man someone who's got banter caring affectionate and polite oh, no. I believe all those things yes yeah. she deserves all those things yeah and then at the end of the scene coming up some of them are going surfing <laughs> I actually, my, my review, which I, which I actually is not true. I wrote, this is the worst scene of the show so far. This, this lunch scene, yes. Alfre- drinking alfresco with yes. the girlies. I actually, I hate this scene more than I hated the scene of them talking about not getting their visas at the embassy. <laughs> yes, because at least that scene was kind of funny because the photos and that they were in the diner in Soho I, I hated this scene so and, much and the shot of them trotting along to the embassy with exactly. those poly pockets of documents <laughs> yeah this was bad okay okay I don't know for <laughs> this is just flatlining into this next scene well, where are we I going mean, we've got two stars in the next scene we're gonna head to House a shop called House and we see uh, we see two two gals cl- plopping down the street in matching floral dresses it's Rochelle and Una mm-hmm <laughs> More fake paps. Peter Lorraine's been throwing dollars out of that petty cash left, right, and centre this episode. They walk into house. And, and what does Rochelle say when they walk into house? Oh, what does she say? She says, oh, I like those little mirror things. Pretend chandeliers. I just wrote, <laughs> what? And then, and then she starts looking at, like, ornamental chests. Yeah, a bedazzled chest. Bedazzled chest. <laughs> we just put some bits in. Yeah. Just look at those chests. They do her dirty because they show her pointing at something and saying, oh, I like that. And then they cut away to this horrible brown leather sofa that I know she wasn't pointing at. <laughs> and then uh, Una throughout this scene is saying things like, they're nice, but you can probably get nicer ones back home. You can get a nicer one back home. Nicer. That was the most Una line you could yeah. possibly have. And then this is, this is it. so they start showing uh, Rochelle just like pointing at everything, saying she's going to take it. And Una says this sentence: 
She wanted to fill every room with everything in the store. She's losing the run of herself a bit. <laughs> I felt like a real I felt like a real Irish phrase. I'm gonna check that one with Matt. She's losing, losing the, the run, run of herself. herself a bit. That's good. <laughs> Did you hear this song? I didn't quite understand what was happening. Oh. It sounded like a remix of Groove is in the Heart. It was. It was so bananas. Yeah, I was like, why are we doing this? Was it because some of the furniture was a bit groovy? Yeah. It was like, why are we if we're using licensed material outside of using a Saturday song, why isn't it something about money or spending money? Yeah, it was <laughs> I know, obviously, the song wasn't out yet, but I would have played me a Benjamin Franklin. Hey! Showing her, picking up that bedazzled chest. Oh, I like this one. What about Money by Jamelia? Or I know it's I know it's clothes, not furniture, but what about Labels of Love by Fergie? Perfect. Shopping for labels. Shopping for love. Uh, and then, uh, <laughs> then the this, the <laughs> the man in the shop starts telling Rochelle about different shipping options. Oh my god, so boring! And Una says, "My favorite thing: it's going to be awfully expensive to get that speedy shipping." <laughs> and I just wrote, "Grown up," <laughs> capital letters. Turns out it's going to be a shipping nightmare. <laughs> so you always forget that Una is actually quite not actually loads older than the rest of them, but she's like there is an age difference, an age gap between her and all of the rest of the girls. Uh-huh. And you get it sometimes because she can be a little more, a little more maternal. But because Rochelle is, you know, the mum of the group, as she calls it, it, the energy sometimes you can't tell. But there's moments like this where Una's talking about shipping costs. It's like, she's a grown up. She understands about how the real world works. So I've just written here, pointless shopping trip. I still enjoyed it more than the cafe scene. I'm going to be rating everything next to that for this, the rest of this episode because I hated it so much. Oh, I have written down an Una quote here. It's going to be awfully expensive to do that speedy shipping, don't you think? Oh, I just said that. Oh, did you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so good. You're not listening to me. <laughs> no, but you said, I thought you said the other one about the run of the what's it called? I did. And then I said, it's going to be awfully expensive to do that speedy shipping. Okay. <laughs> How dare you? Okay. So listen, we can't go down from this scene. <laughs> oh, oh, we're going to plumb the depths of a... Of the Pacific Ocean. Of the Pacific Ocean, yeah. Of a reality show filming in Los Angeles. Where are we going to go? Oh, we're going to go for a surf lesson at the beach with uh, Braden, the surf instructor. Braden says, as soon as he sees the trio, what up, rock stars? Yeah, and he says, welcome to Venice. He's like, <laughs> fuck off. They were like, oh, Braden, Braden, Braden. And my note here is, Braden's fine. I literally wrote the exact <laughs> same thing. Oh, no, I said, Braden, the surf instructor. Molly says he looks like Ken. I said, he doesn't. No. <laughs> he's He's... He's attractive, but he's not blow-your-mind attractive or anything. There was more fake paps on the beach. Quite a scrum of them on this beach. I feel like that was footage from, like, stock footage from, from E. Of from like, Baywatch. Yeah, or, like, for, or from, like, an E show, you know, or, like, yeah, I don't know. I also wrote, when they were driving there, they were talking about whether the, the instructor will be hot and whether he might fancy Molly. And actually, at that point, I wrote, I hate this episode. Yeah. <laughs> and also, Brayden should fancy Molly. Yeah. Molly's way hotter than Brayden. absolutely. I was also very worried about the cold weather on this beach because I know that obviously they're in a heat wave in uh, the valley, valley, but, you know, Brayden's in a full, you know, shirt. And (laughs) and there is that later scene where Rochelle is in a a shawl, like a snuggly shawl. Exactly. I don't know what the weather's like. And also it's like, you know, the Saturdays, well, I mean, this. I'm not going to blame just the Saturdays for this, but it's a real classic move uh, to be someone from the UK and come here and not know that it's really hot in the daytime and really cold in the evening. So and and that it's much much colder at mm-hmm. the beach. <laughs> my fr- I was speaking to my friend the other day back in Scotland, and I'd said that it's been a bit cold. And she said, 
oh wait why is it cold i'm like it's january <laughs> of course it's cold i know i tried to say that to my friend lydia the other day and she sent me a like a screenshot of like the the weather and it was minus two degrees celsius i was like okay i better i better stop <laughs> it was like i was like it's like 15 in my apartment i'm chilly anyway uh what else is going on in this stupid fucking scene well do you know what they've got some gopros because they, they whack some gopros into the front of the surfboards and actually i don't think any of them are that bad no it's pretty good pretty good that, that those gopros really elevated like, a limp scene and we get more not giving up yeah. song in this in this scene molly says I'm such a sea baby. I feel like Free Willy. Now, Free Willy was in cap- captivity. Yeah. So not a sea baby. Actually, it would have been like a sea world baby. A sea world baby. Okay. <laughs> so I just want to talk about how, again, my concern for Vanessa's extensions really was at a peak during the scene. I was like, she can't get these things wet and salty. Oh, I worried yeah. that, like, I think the Pacific ripped them out of her head. <laughs> is it <laughs> a she was good, scalped. Is it a good or bad thing that in 2013, when they were doing the show, dry shampoo technology wasn't quite there yet? <laughs> yeah. Is that a good or bad thing? Uh, I I think it has its pros and its cons. Yeah, it, does, it could have helped yeah. them out, but there's just... I think she's beyond dry shampoo. She's in she's in a whole hair technology system failure. <laughs> and when, then I just noted, Frankie's hair's perfect for this. <laughs> Oh, it is. Yeah, just slick that little that little boy bob back, and she's good to go. Good for her. Yeah, she could go out that night. She could do that kind of wet look thing with yeah. her hair and look great. Well, you know, people spend a lot of money on sea salt sprays. She's done just it. Scrunch it and go. Just, <laughs> I, I'm just. I think Vanessa tried that. From actually, Vanessa's hair was up when they went out. I'm ready for the. Uh, 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 so yeah anyway so it turns out at the end of the scene they ask Brayden if he's single Brayden's not single oh my god will Molly ever find love in Los Angeles for five weeks <laughs> do you know what the temperature's changed or has it because in this next scene which I've called furniture shopping continues <laughs> Rochelle is wearing a warm looking wool flowy shawl top red tights massive Birkin yeah. that's got way too much in it <laughs> and I've described this look as very off duty yeah. like Rochelle is gorgeous but the shot of her going across the street she's really plodding <laughs> yeah she she's heading back to the furniture store mm-hmm. and she says as a wife it's my job to deliver all of these things for our new house as in deliver you know physically deliver the furniture and also deliver furniture as a concept it's like it's actually not your job as a wife so you can do whatever you want and also my feeling and understanding of marvin he's very capable yeah he's a he's a safe pair of hands and he's not going to be like you're the woman do it have you ever met marvin Uh, i have yes yeah i met all of jls they're they're very nice yeah likewise i've Met them all, and I've also done a brainstorm with Marvin. Oh, lovely. Like a proper brainstorm. Very nice man. <laughs> well, I, I've told you this story a million times, but I, I can't bother to tell you the context of it. But I was stood on stage with JLS in like a line with them because I was talking to them. And Vernon Kay told me quite racistly that I looked like the fifth member of JLS. Oh, fucking hell. In his, to his credit, with the clothes I was wearing at the time... I, I did. <laughs> Wait a minute. We also did that other show with JLS. Did Remember we? the New Year's Eve one? They were on that? Yes. Oh, God. They all, I did like three of them. Wait they a minute. all I, together. I just, I just don't doubt it's come back to me. So we did that thing. It was one of the year of the Royal Wedding. What, 2012? Yeah. So we made a giant one of those. Remember Beatrice and Eugenie's ugly stepsister hats? Yes. So we made a giant version of one of those hats, the props department, that was that game 
that when you oh yeah the, like, the, that what's that called yeah it's kind of like operation but yeah, yeah no, and you yeah. have to put like a wire hoop around the wire and yeah. get it to the end but we had a massive one of it and whenever you hit the wire you'd get an electric shock do you remember we did this with jls oh yes so what it meant and is we that had JL- to like, we had to show that we had to like do it first to show them something, or something. like that yeah but, this is all but back to me. jls so they had to be whoever was playing had to be strapped up to this machine that yes. would give electric shocks so i had to go in and convince one of them to do it yes and so <laughs> i went in and briefed them and i was like I was being very, very gentle. I can't remember who it was. I think it was Aston. It was immediately like, I'll, I'll do it. I was like, okay, Aston, now that you've agreed to do it, I will bring this doctor <laughs> in and he needs to test your heart and all your pulses to make yes. sure that you don't have a heart attack. Yes, I do remember that. I remember all the liability ECG. Stuff now. The word ECG is coming back to me. Yes. Oh my God. They were very up for it and they did it. Yeah. Well, good for them. Yeah. They've never let us down, actually. Right. Okay. <sighs> do you think in her Birkin bag that's very heavy, she's got that MacBook? <laughs> I don't even know if that, that could take the, the heft of that matter. Right, okay. So this fake shopping scene continues. And then she actually buys a ton of stuff here. Yeah, she sits on a horrible gray bed. And the the gay that works there tells her that it's $5,500. Mm-hmm. Which I think is a very American way of saying it. I think if you're in the UK, someone would say it's 5500 yeah, That's true. 5500 is confusing and makes it sound like a lot less. Yeah. I think that's the sales tactic they use over here. And then she looks, I'm most concerned, she buys, she, in quotation marks, buys a shitload of stuff. Yeah. I'm most concerned about the lamp she's buying. She's going to have to change those plugs. <laughs> yes, that's so true. I didn't think of that. And at the end of the scene, she says, oh, what's the damage? Yeah. Oh, $23,500. And of course, different exchange rate back then. Yeah. And then did you see he's like, including taxes, and you kind of see her go like, huh? <laughs> well, that sales tax will get you every time, babes. But you know what else is going to get her? Shipping fees. <laughs> Bloody shipping fees. Right. Okay. So we whoosh back to, to uh, Skype HQ. <laughs> I've written here, I've just described the scene as back at the flats. <laughs> so Rochelle's hard at work here. She's sitting at kind of an office desk, and she's got her clunky MacBook, a very old iPhone, and a BlackBerry, and she's using all three of them at once. Business. She means of, business. She's short of using one of those machines that accountants <laughs> use where they crank a handle and, like, paper's coming out of the top. She's wearing, like, a visor. She's just like, there's an, ab- the one, sales there's an abaca- abacus yeah, somewhere. Completely. She's just like, she's like, sales tax, minus five, exchange rate is this. What beep, about beep, one beep. of those calculators that prints out into that's receipts? What, that's what I'm oh, talking about, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed the music here. There's some real plinky plonky Looney Tunes music going on in the background. Yeah, I said, I said, what the fuck is this Chicago music? It sounds like the music they would play in like a vaudeville scene in the movie yes, Chicago. Yes. Someone like tumbling on the stage. It's like, I thought it was very Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yes, that too, actually. <laughs> so, what's going on? So, there's a gorgeous exchange here where Una's, Una's just scrolling on her phone, and the way they've set up this shot, she's in like the foreground, and Rochelle's typing away in the background and she's like she's like i really like that song we did yesterday rochelle it's really good isn't it and then she's like but it's funny isn't it the demo it sounded like molly and she's just prattling on and then she turns around she goes you're not listening to me are you it's gonna make the album <laughs> yeah she's like you're not listening to me are you she goes you're in another world <laughs> <laughs> and then she stands up do you know just una was dressed like a cowgirl in this scene yeah little short shorts <laughs> she, she literally had a, her shirt tied at the, at the like at the, the waist <laughs> like a little little irish cowgirl so she tells, uh, Rochelle tells Una that she spent thousands of pounds. <laughs> and I really liked in this scene because 
at this point, Una's like, right, get it together. You got to do this. And she just slams that MacBook lid shut. She goes, enough of this. <laughs> she goes, you got to call Marvin. No. <laughs> and then, yeah, we end the scene with literally like, wah, 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 wah. and it like, it built, it almost, by the, by the end of it, we were at like a New Orleans, like jazz festival. It was literally like, wah, 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 like rule of thumb let's not make the music more dynamic than the girls because it really makes everything seem even flatter so next up we're gonna go on a night out fuck it hell my head started spinning at this point we had a close-up of like three pairs of like new look yes. heels i've written 2010s heels trotting across the sidewalk and i knew that it was hollywood boulevard i literally recognized the pavement i was like that looks like it's not got a star on it but it's between a star on the hollywood walk of yeah. fame so we are going to be, we, we zoom up and we see that from the marquee that we've landed at, the Vogue Supper Club. Oh! Uh, yeah, that's where, that's where they are. And uh, performing tonight is Sandro Silva. Uh, I've got a little bit of information about the Vogue Supper Club and Sandro Silva. Great. So wh- wh- what do you want first? Hit me with the venue, please. Okay, so it's two doors down from Musso and Frank. Oh, okay. It doesn't exist anymore, but it's literally, it's next door to, remember the weird Mexican restaurant, yeah. the, the cantina that's next to Musso and Frank? It's on the other side of that. Okay. It's closed down. Uh, but it, at the time, this is the description, guests lounge in beds and order food and drinks at this clubby, lively eatery bar and performance space. Supper Club LA closed their door in October 2015 with a Halloween finale party. And then uh, just to get a bit of info about the club, Supper Club was Chris Brown and many other celebrities' favorite spots to party in LA, but everything must come to an end. Yeah. And that's when it closed. <laughs> it looks shit. Come to an end. And then Sandro Silva, he's a Dutch diva. He's a Dutch DJ and record producer. He's known for his broad, energetic sound combined with the musical depth acquired by his years of piano study. Piano study. Couldn't tell well, you so, any of his songs. So he's done some grades, has he? Exactly. He's grade six. He's grade he can six. do some great DJing <laughs> skills. It's just him playing the scales <laughs> yeah. with a beat behind it. <laughs> okay, so our three gals, Vanessa, Frankie, and Molly, they're yeah. at table at the club. Now, what's on the table? I'll tell you what's on the table. We've got... <laughs> Bottle of vodka. It's either Belvedere or Grey Goose. Goose. Bottle of Uh, Goose? Excuse me. It's not Grey Goose. Remember, it is just simply Goose. Goose. According to my older brother. There's definitely a craft. Do you know what? Oh, no, friends. The thing is, though, right? If you get a bottle of Goose from the table and you split it up between you and your mates, it's actually less expensive than just buying the drinks. That's what he used to tell me when I had no money. And I was like, yeah, I can't afford to chip into the Goose, my friend. (laughs) The the Goose petty cash. (laughs) Do you know what's even cheaper? Is if your brother just buys it. Well, he did. Yeah, okay. So we've got, with the goose, we've got a craft of cranberry. Yes. We've got two champagne flutes that have been chilled. Yes. Because it it seems like Vanessa and Frankie are drinking champagne. Molly. I think she's made a very, I think she's made herself a very light vodka cranberry. Oh, because I wrote, is she drinking a tumbler of whiskey? Or I was then worried. I was like, oh, wait a minute. Have someone made her a very strong vodka Diet Coke? No, I was worried that she'd been made a vodka cranberry. And I was like, well, no wonder she tries to go home. But then I realized, because they probably got that bottle at the table. Yeah. I think she'd made herself a very modest vodka cranberry. Okay. Because I, th- I don't think Molly is a partier in terms of drinking. She's no Vanessa. Yeah. So I think she made herself a modest vodka cran. Okay, fine. Ugh. There's that carafe vodka of cranberry. Cran. Oh, I, do you, know, you know, I've been like with Cosmopolitans recently. I know, but they, they're just such a one, The you know, people who can like, dr- who go out and drink them like all night. Oh no. Like constantly. No, That's no, what no, I'm no, talking no, about. No, it just no, makes no, me no, sick. No, the no, thought no. of like any kind of fruit juice drinks that people drink a lot of, it just makes me want to throw up. I've written, they're having fun. Yeah. 
They're trying to teach Molly how to flirt. I'd say Vanessa did a pretty good job of it, actually. She's bunged that those fraught extensions into a bun on top of her head, and it looks looks good. It does look good. It's been smoothed out and covered up some of the technology around the back. There's this this moment where they, they all go to the dance floor, and Molly then acts like she's never been in a club before. <laughs> yeah, she she's clutching her neck, and she tells them, I feel very disconnected. I was like, what? <laughs> and she's like, lots of shots of just, like, looking around the room, <laughs> which I think have been cut together. Yeah. Some weirdo man approaches her and tells her she's pretty so she says i'm gonna go outside and get some air i i didn't like that shot of her walking out of the club it looked real not, not not the storm out but the actual it all looked too like there's all like people waiting to get out oh. to get in it was too and it was all busy and i was like oh well, this is too much of a it's like I, I don't need to see this this is too like real and and sad and there's some real i would say dramatic music from the hills yes playing at this point this scene was yeah it's very hillsy she's kind of stares out into the street like she's trying to hail a, a taxi <laughs> and then we crash bang wall i put on the version you watched into an advert for their music on <laughs> itunes it was so hot oh, oh no it was um our debut single what about us yeah i i know i got that on on vimeo also Meanwhile, back to Sirius yeah. outside the club again. Where's Molly? Where's Molly? Molly's pretending to stand on the street and look for a taxi. That's yeah. not a thing. <laughs> Although I think it was in the Hills ta- the Hills days, wasn't it? I think there was more taxis back in there. This is pre-Uber. More taxis could, driving could around flag Hollywood. Them, flag them down though? Yeah. I thought you had to still call them up to I order them. Know. I think they used to drive around Hollywood. I don't know. Maybe I'm making well, all that All to up. say, she's not going home in a flagged down taxi. Yeah. Did you notice uh, they cut to Frankie talking about it in an interview saying like, oh, you know, we're having a good time, but we, maybe Molly's not really feeling it. But did you notice she was wearing an Egyptian necklace? I watched another one. Wait a minute. Because <laughs> we've decided there are four all together that when they come together, the mummy <laughs> returns. <laughs> the mummy returns. Yes. Okay, so we now know there are two. <laughs> Shit, we need to watch out. We need to watch out for more Egyptian necklaces and more Birkin bags. Wait, we've seen two Birkin bags. Yeah. Uh oh. Well, the final episode, they're all going <laughs> to unite the, all of them to make the amulet and the, the mummy will rise. Here's what they'll do the final episodes, they'll pr- all produce Birkin bags. <laughs> and out of the Birkin yeah. bags, they'll produce the Egyptian necklaces. Yeah. The mummy will return and then the mummy will be like, You hit me so hard. <laughs> and they'll do like a performance of not giving up with the mummy. <laughs> Available now on iTunes. And it'll be like, we'll have like an Egyptian music behind it and then it'll do this walking like an Egyptian dance. Oh, that would be more exciting than what we're currently talking about in this yeah. scene. I ended this scene by saying flop storyline, get in a cab. <laughs> Meanwhile. <laughs> Hiya. Hiya, Miles. We're gonna need a we're gonna need <laughs> we're gonna need a button to this whole episode. Fucking hell. Furniture button I've written here. First of all. I like to think at this point about the production crew calling up Marvin in advance. But um, hi, Marvin. Yeah, actually, Rochelle's going to call you in about two minutes. Are you available? You're the JLS, JLS office. Okay, great. Okay, and of course, you know Marvin, nice man. He's up like, for yeah, okay, okay, of course. Yeah, and there's some like some PA or some some runner or some researcher called like Sarah, and she's like. Like, have you, Sarah, did you do the test call with, with Marvin to make sure Skype's working? She's like, yeah, I did the test call. Uh, everything's all right. I did the test call with yeah. Marvin. Everything's working. Everything's fine. Oh, the connection was working when I did my test call. Oh, wait. I went a bit Australian there. <laughs> well, Sarah could be Australian. Sarah's we don't Australian. Know. The connection was great <laughs> when I did the test. Marvin back in the JLS HQ. It's just a bit different. Skype's different in Australia. It's upside <laughs> down. <laughs> what the fuck a JLS? <laughs> Sarah, not now. 
<sighs> so got she- some guy, some guy <laughs> called Marvin skyping me. Don't know who it is. So oh. Rochelle reveals to Marv that she spent all their money, and then basically, I can't be bothered to even get into it. She just says, "Oh, I cancelled the order," so I wrote flop storyline. And then Marvin says, well, "Let's just shop together when we're back home." Yeah, and then we get a. A terrible moment uh, where it's basically his, he says to her, like, you know, we should just do it, do it together. It'll be like a nice thing for us to do together. And they use the instrumental version of their ballad, My Heart Takes Over. What's it gonna be? Remember that song? Because there's only one thing. Oh, hang on. <laughs> one piece left of us. I'm gonna have to play it for you because I'm not doing yeah, a very good job of it. Yeah, because I can think of a faster song. <laughs> no, my heart takes over. No. no, what's that? Remember the video is shot in like Iceland and it's all like black volcanic and it's like loads of wind blowing, but to the point of like again, <laughs> very worried about Vanessa's hair extensions <laughs> flying <laughs> off into an Icelandic geyser. Like a, a lash is just oh, loose it's, lashes it's flapping. A lot of that. I feel like a lot of like digital work had to go into fixing that. Oh, it did make me think, though, of... Didn't we have a John Lewis shopping scene in the Saturdays 24-7? We did, yes. What were they shopping for? I think it was Rochelle, actually. It was Rochelle. And she was shopping for... I think she was shopping for furniture. (laughs) I can't believe we've done this again. (laughs) We've been to two separate... (laughs) Three separate shops with Rochelle to look for furniture in two different countries. I also want to give a shout-out to Rochelle's outfit in this look. She's wearing... In this look, this outfit in this scene, she's wearing what I've described as... An agent provocateur, <laughs> pale pink robe with black piping. She's got lovely sleepwear. Remember that Minnie Mouse bra she was wearing in the last episode? Oh, yeah. Something from the Minnie Mouse lingerie line. And she described <laughs> Marvin as a right perv or something like that, <laughs> pervy or something. Uh, and Rochelle cries about how much she loves Marvin in her interview. And I said, good for you. I love him. Okay, so wait a minute. Crying so far, we've had definitely had Frankie. We've had Molly. We've had Rochelle. And Vanessa. Who, why did Vanessa cry? She cried about Gary last episode. Yes. Yeah. So we just got Una left to cry. Well, well looks like up- next week we've got some, <laughs> she's going to cry. Yeah, coming up next week, we've got a really awful looking Skype between Una and Ben back home. Yeah, I don't and- even want to play the Skype noise for that conversation. No, and Una's saying like, oh, you know, baby Aoife Bell, she's now like doing something, something. She's grown or something. Yeah. Ben's like, oh, I don't want to hear that. Yeah. It's like, well, Ben, what, so you don't want to get updates on your daughter? Or why don't you just fucking fly out there? Yeah, exactly. I mean, listen. And then, and then it seems like Frankie's having a panic attack at a gay club. Yeah, a gay club which I looked up. Tiger Heat. Tiger Heat. I've so never heard of it. That was before our time, but that was a big deal. It's still, it says it's still on its stash in West Hollywood. Oh, yeah. I don't want to go to it. It looks. I don't want the go website. To that. I, the website looked very old, and I didn't like the look of it. Okay, <laughs> episode hashtag. I'm going to give you two options here. Hashtag, all caps. Storylines. <laughs> My other hashtag is Molly's single. I'll take storylines only if it's followed by 10 thumbs down emojis. Okay. And then uh, for our rating system out of five. Now just describe, (laughs) how does the rating system work again, Fraser? So this rating system, we're rating things out of five and it's going to be five of somethings. And those are all different men mentioned in the rap of the gender. Five Larry Kings. (laughs) Exactly. Five five of the different men mentioned in the gentleman rap. Today is going to be, we're going to be rating Denzel Washington's. Okay. I give this one, one Denzel Washington out of five. I hated this episode. I was going to give it two. (sighs) Yeah, I'm giving it one. I will say, 
for just for time count wise, we have talked for nearly an hour about this episode, <laughs> despite me giving it one Denzel Washington out of five. We're at 49 minutes. <laughs> I'm going to give it 1.5 Denzel Washingtons out of five. Denzel Washington. What a funny name to fit into this song. Right. Oh, God. That's I mean, right, that's you. I mean, we're going to have to, we've got to get somewhere next episode. Yeah, I hope I hope this is the episode, like, they've buried a shit episode yeah. ep three. Yeah, I think so. Well, I, even things, if we haven't, we've got a lot to talk about. I mean, things can't get worse than surfing. Surfing and sofa shopping, we're really plumbing the depths. Rollerblading, what's oh, going to happen next? God, I can't watch them go rollerblading. <laughs> we've already done that. We watched that on the last one. Yeah, but not on E. Oh, God. Okay, thank you so much for listening. As ever, you get an episode of Your Welcome America every other week. Yeah. And you get Your Welcome America Presents Chasing the Saturdays every week. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, I've started calling our regular episodes Your Welcome America Prime. Prime. <laughs> you were prime. Is that because, did we, did we call it that last episode? I don't know. You were prime. Um, We've been recording this in 20 different time machines. I can't tell what when this is or when you're going to be hearing this. Uh, We're in the time machine big time right now. Oh, that 10-year time machine <laughs> back to 2013. Rate and review us, get in touch, drop us an email. And in the meantime, thank you for listening and you're welcome. You're welcome. Oh my God, let's eat. I'm hungry. You are right up May Street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota. Sponsors, T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13. My name. I remember we couldn't remember the word for table. <gasps>